You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Welcome back to another episode of the Spark Influence Podcast with Peter and Misty Phillip, where we explore topics that ignite our passions and inspire us to make a difference in the world. Hey, baby. Hey there. Today, we have a special episode as we are about to celebrate the 4th of July here in the United States and reflect on the importance of freedom in the life that we have as believers. Uh, I thought we could tie these two topics together. As Americans, we commemorate Independence Day, but as believers, we also recognize that the ultimate freedom found in our faith is 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 found in our faith. And the 4th of July is a great time when we come together to remember the honor and, and the sacrifice of the people who have gone before us, who have fought for freedom for our country as a nation. But also as Christians, we know that true freedom goes beyond any earthly borders or political systems. Amen. I love this celebration, right? And I, I think it's somewhat in certain parts of the country, the coastals perhaps, on both sides. It's a diminished celebration, but I don't, I don't believe a lot of polls that come out. I think the news just tries to produce polls that support the narrative they wish for. But this one I felt like maybe was somewhat true in that people who are strongly proud of the United States, that number is lower than they've ever recorded it before. And I, I kind of feel that way. There's a very divisiveness going on. So but there are many, 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 many people who are extremely proud of our nation, proud to be an American, and proud to celebrate the freedoms that no one else in the world has on the level we have. Well, and our country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. Whether people want to believe it or not, you can look at all of the founding fathers and see, and that's one of the reasons why we have this great nation we also know that our faith is is a gift from God, and it's given to us through Jesus Christ. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a, a yoke of slavery. That comes from Galatians 5.1. And when Paul said this in another version, it says, do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage, or do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And what he was talking about here is he was rebuking Christians for their tendency to turn back to legalism, which is the opposite of Christian freedom. Yeah, it's a trap, right? <laughs> Take the Star Wars line, right? It's a trap. Uh, and <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah, very much. It's very much so is a trap, right? Because it's like a weird shelter. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is about that legalism where people that it, it produces some kind of cocoon that they can en- encapsulate themselves in and and they feel safe with all of this legalistic attitude, right? And it's not its not what's intended at all. Absolutely. Freedom in Christ is, it's not just a theoretical concept. It actually has a profound impact on our daily lives as a believers and the way that we, we live our lives. And when we are walking in the fullness and freedom of Christ, we are no longer bound by the power of sin and death, which means that we can confidently approach the throne of grace and we can also receive God's unconditional love and 
I think that inspires us to, to be bold and to walk in boldness in, in our faith. Wow, really well. I don't know. I have anything to say to that. That was perfect. That was really well said. That's exactly how it is, right? That's good. Thanks. I love that. Thanks. Well, as we celebrate the 4th of July, one of the things that we can also reflect on is how our faith influences our understanding of freedom in the context of our nation. Because if we're not free to go to church, if we're not free to speak our mind as believers, then you know our freedoms are trampled on as a believer. So as Christians, I think we have a responsibility to use our freedom to speak boldly proclaim truth, but then also to love and serve others. So what about you, Peter? What do you think that the 4th of July, what, what do you reflect on when, when you think about the 4th of July? Well, I, I do believe that our country is inextricably linked with the Bible, as you talked about in the beginning, right? The founding of our country. These were the principles, the guiding principles that come from the Bible that that we that are written into our constitution, right? That all men are created equal. That we have a, a right to free to freely pursue our beliefs and our religion. Those barriers have been erected to countries all over the world for a really long time, and we're the first country really with this the bold experiment, as they called it, right? Worked really well. It's working really well, right? Another favorite line is, you know, the for the First Amendment truly enshrines our ability to pursue this, and and my belief and my well, for asking what it is for me, it is all the people who have laid down that ultra sacrifice, right? That, that they gave their last measure to pr- assure that we can do this, right? We, do we, do we think about it when we go to church and walk through the door that there's no, we're not having to hide and do it in the middle of the night. And we're not, you know, my entire family is not going to be murdered because we decided to go to church or because we have a Bible. Right. And I, I think when a thing is so freely absorbed and given the pain with and suffering with which it was built is fades from us. We don't see it. We don't realize how really big it is. And then we're very complacent about it, right? And that that's what I think about. I think about how many people are not able, never got to fully enjoy it, to provide the way for us to enjoy it. Absolutely. Even the Puritans who who were fleeing religious persecution that came to America. Columbus was a missionary. This is not taught in public schools, but as I homeschooled the boys and, and read more books, realized that it they the the Puritans that came here, they were fleeing the persecution. Right. Yeah. And so then, and then they on were told the ba- who to worship. They can only belong to one church, and this is who you had to had to worship and how you had to worship. Right. There was no freedom there. That was. I mean, that's, that's right. And we see that in many other countries today, and in so. the forms of of communism and and uh, other religions. Yeah. North yeah. Korea, North Korea, China. Right. Like, you know. Um, these are countries where you die if you have a Bible, like, and not just you. They're like your whole family. Yeah, a couple, uh, a, a couple in North Korea were recently found. They found a Bible. They put everybody, grandparents, parents, and a two-year-old baby in prison for life. 
for having a Bible. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that we as Americans that grew up, like when we grew up, so I uh, grew up in the Woodlands, Texas, which is a little idyllic planned community in, in the suburbs of Houston. And it was this like very hometown ingrained feeling. You know, we did a big parade and the whole, everybody came out to watch the parade. And, you know, you had Uncle Sam and, and baseball and Jesus and American Pie and all of these things, which that's what was ingrained in in our childhood and how we grew up. We are proud to be Americans. And there are certain groups of people who are saying it's bad for a believer to to be patriotic. And Oh yeah, the Christian nationalist movement. Yeah. yeah. And 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 the people that talk against, you know, both sides of that. And and I'm like, it's a good thing to love your country. It is Absolutely. a good thing to love Jesus. These are good things. And and I think if we don't in our generation now, if we don't stand for those things, we're gonna fall. And our children or our children's children won't have the same freedoms that we've had. Because we don't stand. Don't, yeah, 100%. Look, look, I mean, we're losing the genera- two generations down. We're, we're losing our country to them. They actively believe in censoring free speech. They think it's okay to, to, to not do things, say things that hurt people's feelings, right? Like that, you cannot erode that. You start eroding that. You know, there's a comedian who made a funny line. He said, you know, he believes in the First Amendment, but the Second Amendment is there just in case the First Amendment's in trouble. Like that's all. That's the whole. <laughs> that's the whole reason. Second Amendment is there just in case, and that and that's a true thing, right? No country who a has or restricts free speech in some fashion has ever had it recover if the citizenry was not armed. Because everywhere else you look, when this happens, look what's happening in France, right? They don't have guns. It's almost impossible to get guns. Right. They're and, rioting, and they had, they had to break into police stations. And what they do? They got guns, and now they're fighting back, right? And, like, and this is one of the reasons why our country was set up the way that it was set up amazing. with these founders so provisions for us yeah. so that we could defend our freedom. It's not because, yeah. It's there for to prevent tyranny. Absolutely. An unarmed citizenry is subject to tyranny immediately. That's right. You know what else? I think our faith compels us to be agents of change and for us to stand for truth. As we gather with friends and family on the 4th of July, let's remember to be grateful for the freedoms that we enjoy as Americans and as Christians. I want to be intentional about using freedom, my freedom, your freedom, our freedom, to impact the lives of others. You know, unpack that for a minute, right? So what does that mean, being able to use our freedom for others? I don't know that people think about it that way. That's an interesting, interesting way to think about it because if we look at what happened during the the Wuhan pandemic, you know, liquor stores were open and churches were not. Right? That was a complete encroachment on our freedoms. That and that's a the liquor stores. Last time I checked, were not in the Constitution, but religion was. And so, not not fighting back to keep hold of our freedoms was a risk to our freedom that it could have not come back. Most of it is coming back and, and they're being pushed against very hard. But I like the way you phrase that. Like, how do we use our freedoms for that? And I don't know that people think about it that way. I don't know that people look at it as like, until you go to a country and see how little freedom people have for these things, 
you don't ever, I don't think people in this country realize how amazing we have it, how incredible this nation is. That's why I think we have a lot of people that will come here and they will, they will completely freak out. <laughs> I can't think of a better word. And they will say, they will tell the story of the, of their country of origin and how awful it was and how oppressive it was. And, but the problem with that is they see the writing on the wall for us if we don't push back, if All we of them don't do. yeah. stand up. Whether it's Russians who lived behind the Iron Curtain or the, like the woman who escaped North Korea. Like we have, we have, I'm going to temper myself a little bit. We have young people who are so blinded that they think it's okay to riot because their student debt that their student debt is not being washed away. Like that they're not able that they, Oh, I make, you know, $80,000 a year that you're, I hate to tell you this, man, but you're a, you're like a, you're close to a one percenter. Like the rest of the world makes like $30 a week. And so you got it so amazingly well. And it's, and I understand but that that's perception your, but is But that's degrees. their responsibility. It their is, debt no, yeah, is their responsibility. That. <laughs> they assume that responsibility. Now they want that's right. That. That's the problem with that generation is, they want everyone to come pick. They're just the bailout generation. They want to be bailed out of everything. No responsibility and bailout of everything. That's a whole episode I'd love to do on that that whiny generation. But and, and the farther back you go, right? Um, the farther we get from sort of the that when you start looking at things like the farther we get from World War II and the generations that came after that, you see you know things getting degraded, right? The Vietnam War didn't help at all, and that was a different. And then we been at war essentially we've been at war since 91 right the first iraq war the gulf war i mean we've we've been at war as a nation ever since then right that's a long time with a lot of fatigue and that the problem with that is there's it's about money for the most part but uh a lot of these generations have never not had war and there's a big distinction between those who answered the call and went and fought and those who pursued or preferred not to and didn't, right? There's a big wall between them. And you said something the other day I thought was really, really, it was really interesting. You said that you feel like we're really kind of drifting into a really caste-based system. And I, I thought that was very astute when you look at sort of where we're going and the haves and the has-nots. And your example was like the food delivery service, right? So DoorDash or Instacart or somebody or, or, or somebody else shopping for your groceries and yeah. then you sitting in your car waiting to pick them up. Right, right. It's, so these are pandemic holdovers. None of these services would have made it to the level they made it if it hadn't been for the Wuhan pandemic. But and some of that I think has gone down a little bit, and that's why they're trying to go. For, but but I mean, you, you were very astute. Like it's a there's a whole economy there, but it's not a good economy. It's not that can't be great money. And when fuel prices are high, it erodes their margins, and they're not making a lot of money. And you can only deliver so many things so at so much time because it's you driving one car, right? And and that's I, I get economies evolve, and there's there's places for these things. But you, I mean, you were very astute in saying I feel like because it, it is that way. It has become much more that in the United States, right? Where Things like, uh, you know, I always do the analogy of a, a plumber and electricians. Like, everybody wants to go to college. Everybody thinks they're supposed to go to college. A lot of people don't need to go to college. They just shouldn't, right? A, because it's probably not suited for you. And it's a, and it's a, it's a breeding ground now of extreme liberalism, like extreme liberalism. 
ideologies that are just 10 years ago, you'd have been like, I'm going to take you outside and beat you for that. Like, why do you think that? And now they're trying to normalize things that are criminal and have always been criminal. And they're trying to make it normal. And But, like but I, I, that's an interesting point. Let me interject here. Yeah. Because they do it in this is my right. I have the freedom. And not only do I have the right, but you should celebrate my my perversion, my whatever. And instead of using our freedom uh, for good, people are using freedom for tyranny and for the promotion of immorality and, and other things that, that I think our country has always held dear and held good. That's the enemy trying to flip, flip the narrative, right? I'm not free to go murder people. I'm not free to molest children. That doesn't, there's no freedom for that. That's, and these are beyond actual laws. These are moral laws, right? These are moral code laws that are enshrined the Bible, that the Bible instructs us on. And our country has laws that have been set up since the beginning of this, right? But they're trying to act like that's, a, that's something. And it's the, the victimization of, of, of everybody and, and the, vict, and the, um, the, uh, blaming the victims for crimes and making excuses for the criminal, right? So you have this huge cast of, you know, if you're if you're anything besides a certain ethnic group, then you're an automatic victim, right? Like that's that that narrative has gone really really far, and, and that's besides a falsehood. Like that's just a it, you're creating a false a false narrative that that doesn't just because you believe that way and you and you're educated that way on a college campus. Is not that way for people in the world. Like, right, the most of the most of the country is not like that, and but they have really loud voices, and they they scream this really really loudly. Well, and I think that's where I, I kind of want to wrap, beginning to wrap the episode up with. As believers, we have the freedom to stand up for the things that are good and right and true. And even if social media or large corporations try to censor our speech, we have the right, like we have not only right now do we have the right, but we have the responsibility to future generations to be bold in our faith and to to counter what's happening in culture. Mm -hmm. So all of the the different things that that we could dive deeper in in this episode, we know what those things are. But I'd like to, to end it on a positive note with what are some specific things that our listeners can do? You know, as I'm thinking about this, as we celebrate the 4th of July, I'd like to encourage believers to reflect on the significance of freedom in your own life and take it to the Lord in prayer. How does your faith shape your understanding of freedom? And how can you use that freedom to make a difference in the world? For me, it's talking about things on my podcast that may be a counter narrative, but interviewing people who are standing up for truth. And I may not agree 100% with everybody who comes on my show, but I think it that it's important for us to, to speak what we feel is true and to speak the truth, to speak the Bible. Yeah. For me, I this is a that's a that's a larger question probably right. But I think for a positive note, I mean, uh, we have a tremendous amount of freedom, and we are afforded 
great luxury and leeway in this country. And we should celebrate that. Look at it and celebrate it. Shake a veteran's hand, shake a cop's hand, you know, buy them a meal one time when you see them, right? Hug your family, know that you can read the Bible in the middle of the street and it's okay. And you're not going to be in trouble. Those are all amazing things. And we should celebrate those things that, because it's not like that everywhere else. And we have such an amazing country with so many amazing people who really try hard every day to make life wonderful. And, uh, and if you just look a little bit, you're going to see them. I love that. And you're always so good about wherever we go buying a policeman's dinner. And it's, it's, it's good to see your faith in humanity and for people who are out there serving and protecting us. Well, friends, I hope that this episode has sparked some meaningful thoughts and will spark some conversations with you and your family. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Spark Influence podcast. I pray that you are blessed and I want to encourage you to keep shining your light for Christ. From aspiring musicians to church worship teams, theworshipinitiative.com has resources for everyone. The Worship Initiative is an online training resource to help you learn and lead top worship songs with in-depth instrument tutorial videos, chord charts, and more. Alongside instrument training, we have devotionals for every song and training videos on how to be an effective worship leader from voices like Shane and Shane, Phil Wickham, John Piper, Ben Stewart, and more. Only at theworshipinitiative.com. Start learning and leading your team now by using the code SPARK23 for your first month free.